Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. You're listening to Dunson on Radio Free Brooklyn. And with us in the studio is absolutely no one. That's right. I'm flying solo. Who am I? We'll find out later. Just kidding. It's me. Uh, yeah, we, uh, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are not those of Radio Free Brooklyn. They may not even be our own. We just say shit. And if you'd like to say shit too, feel free to call in at 718-928-9732. And, uh, say some shit. I was going to play something else, but great. Selected this. I think it works. Later on, I'll be telling you about the M.E. Bottle, an important sponsor, as well as the New Orleans Music Clinic, Musicians Clinic. All right, yes, as I've mentioned before, I am uh, in here alone. Both uh, Bull as well as uh, Zach are not here. Zach, I believe, is in New Jersey. Bull is on the stoop, just taking in the last bits of summer, because today it is hot for a change. Somebody on the internet wants to talk about the movie Pump Up the Volume. Uh, I don't know anything about the movie, so you'll have to tell me more about it. But in the meantime, man, you guys have given me no fun topic. Like, nothing's, like, lighthearted. Happy Harry Hardon? I don't know that one. Is it a movie or is that, like, your nickname? You are on the air. Hello? Hello. How are you? Hello? Yeah, can you not hear me? Hello? Weird. I believe that was Greg with a weird uh, call drop. I'm sure he'll call back. But uh, yeah, we were just talking earlier. All right. Are you there? Hello? All right. No. That is strange. It seems to not be working. Anyway, if you'd like to talk about anything, please call 718-928-9732. I don't know if the phones are working, which uh, for a particular, uh, for a call-in station, for a call-in show, that does not make sense. All right, so apparently this is a movie about a radio show host that makes the whole school rebel, and it's called, what did you call it? The Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater. I love cuffs with Christian Slater. Yeah, you could totally call 718-928-9732. Hello? Hello? 
Hello? Although I am not quite sure what is going on with this phone right now. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like to call, try calling 718-928-9732. Not quite sure what the issue is, but it is happening. Yeah, no. um, Huh. Try again. No, they're definitely not pranking. It is like technical difficulties on the worst day for there to be technical difficulties because I'm in here flying solo. Uh. So now there's no way to talk to anybody. But I don't know. Maybe if we just keep trying. I have no idea how to fix any of this. Um, plug it in and plug it out. No, I'm definitely not allowed to do any of that. Hello? Hello? Oh, man. That is terrible. No, I don't know. There's nothing I'm allowed to hit. So, uh, here's where we are. I guess if, Greg, you're listening, you could just text me stuff, which is nowhere near as fun. Um, yeah, so I have, like, in my hand a bunch of things that, uh, yeah, try calling. 718-928-9732. I have a bunch of cards uh, from someone, like, some birthday i don't know which one it was but it was definitely one of my 21st birthdays because i have a 21st birthday pretty much every year so this particular 21st birthday i had colored index cards so i'm going with this probably recent ish lee you can type fast you got this so i am talking to the internet as well um yeah i don't know how like if you wanted to text me i can read it sorry i don't know what's wrong with the call uh situation so weird especially since this is a call-in show from time to time there's definitely a dial tone but i don't know what that means all right so uh try again greg if you are listening so if you do want to try calling in at 718-928-9732. So again, in my hand, I have all of these questions that some people that came to this particular birthday show asked. And I'm going to pull at random one of the cards, read it, and then answer it and go from there. Hello? No sound. Oh, there you are. Hello. That one definitely worked. I heard him say no sound. So, mm, I don't know. Maybe it worked this time. But I have in my hand a card. You're stranded on a deserted island. What is the one thing you have or bring with you? It is a bad connection. The volume is very low. So, uh, huh. Stranded on a deserted island. So there's like, yeah, solar panel is definitely a good answer. I would agree with that, Mick Willie. Swiss Army knife, that's definitely very useful. You would want that, uh, on hand. Um, but like, see, the hard part of this is like, do you know? I definitely heard you that time, Greg. He's texting me. The hard part of this is, do you know that you're going to be stranded there? 
like what's the situation is this like survivor where you're doing a game show and you're given the opportunity i always ask too many questions when i'm asked a question but that's because i don't think there's a like a uniform answer to everything my hands are knives <laughs> all right yeah i love questions too and i think that's why one question will turn into like a million um yeah what would i want with me a water to drink hello Are you there? Hello? See, I can hear you. Can you not hear me? Well, I'm assuming that you can hear me, but I cannot hear you. So, uh, Is this better at all? Uh, I can just say whatever and you can Well, I can totally hear you. Say whatever. La, 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 la. You know, it's times like these that I realize I have nothing to say. And that my life is boring. Hooray! Uh, I don't know if you can hear me on the radio or if you can hear me on your phone, Greg, but that is amazing. I wish the sound was perfect because I would cut that and turn it into a song. Nothing. That was weird, man. All right, so there's definitely a weird situation with this phone. But it's half working. The only way in reality you'd end up there is if you're going to or coming from vacation. A heavy duty filter for water. Yes, definitely. Tropical island have a lot of rainwater to drink. So water was not a good answer is what I'm getting from my friends here. Um, McWillie and Mr. Maybe. Uh, I guess, yeah, definitely some sort of filter. But is rainwater safe to drink? I go extreme lengths to be smart. Well, I don't know. I, I think I pack like my teddy bear. Like, I don't know if I would have anything logical. So let's go to the next one. What is, no. Okay. Five people that you can have a five course meal with, famous or not famous, alive or dead, who would they be and why? So five people. Um, your pets. I like that answer. If, if pets are in play, that's, I'm going to take it someplace completely different now that you've said this, McWillie. Uh, I was originally going to say something like Oprah or whatever, like some human beings, like, you know, I don't know, Brad Pitt for my mom. Cause she likes him. And then, um, like Edward Norton, because I think he's amazing. Um, but now that you've said my pets, I'm going, can we just go completely crazy and just start talking to animals? Can we invite animals that can now communicate and we can figure out all the problems by communicating with them? I think that would be magical. So I'm just going to go with animals and like figuring out how to bring them back from near extinction. All right. Please describe in detail. Oh, it's a sex question. When you something, man, these are all sex questions. My grandfather, Bruce Lee, Billy, the kid, William Wallace, and my cat, Silver. Grandfather's such a good answer. Um, is your grandfather with you still? Because I absolutely loved 
my grandfather. I think we had the best relationship out of anybody. Like he adored me and was very fun and creative and we would like do crafts together and yeah, a very good energy in my life. You have no grandfathers. That's impossible. McWilly. Oh, isn't he's not, he's in heaven with silver. Silver. Is that your pet? Your cat silver. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I do miss my cat Tuffy. So that is definitely an animal that I would bring back. Um, Tuffy was in my crib with me when I was a baby. There are these amazing pictures of us side by side and we're like pretty much the same size. And uh, then he would like sleep with me and always sleep with me. And when I like grew older, he would come and meow at me when it was time for bed because he never stopped sleeping on my pillow. And it wasn't the same if I wasn't there. So he would like come meow. It's time for bed put me to bed kind of like the dog in Peter Pan, like that level nanny animal. It was amazing. And he was amazing. And he was like a tough little kitty who like went out until the day he, he passed and he would fight and win. I mean, I don't know if he won, but he like survived a lot of the fights. And that's why his name was Tuffy because when he was a little baby, like a kitten, he went out and, um, I don't know. I think he started a fight with like a raccoon or some sort of animal is what my dad said. And that's what gave him like this little chip in his ear that he always had. And uh, I just that always made me love uh, like cats with little chips in their ears more than perfectly, you know, perfect cats. But uh, my grandfather also loved strays. So I think imperfections were something that I was told to love from childhood like we would look for the strays in the whatever whatever we were um like shopping for if it was like a doll or whatever it would have to be the stray something would have to be wrong with it it would have to be someone that nobody wanted uh just because so that was fun and uh one of our favorites were me too and me first which were just these silly little uh, red animals that I think we got at my, um, uh, I'm not sure what the relation is. It like a grand uncle? If it's my grandmother's brother, I, I, I guess so. His shop, he had like a wood shop where he would make wooden animals and, uh, and like banks out of wooden animals and like all these cute things. And he sold them in this adorable shop in upstate. New York. Yeah, a great uncle. So, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Um, and, uh, or you're saying he's a great uncle or a grand uncle. But, um, yeah, so uh, I think we were just in there one day and, and we found them. And then he would always tell this story, my grandfather, about how, hello? Okay. Hello? Can you hear this? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh my God, the radio delay is so long. So I'm trying a thing where I listen to the show on headphones and call in on my phone, but the radio delay is like 20 seconds. So the important thing to note here is that comedy is about timing. And <laughs> I'm sure you'll make the best jokes. 
just 20 seconds after it makes sense. And now I'll just wait for a response. Yeah, timing. Well, wait till you hear me say yeah, timing. Oh, wow. That's how long <laughs> it's taking. This is uh, wonderful. This is probably... I walked in here. I'm like, this might be the worst episode ever. We'll see. Um, this is terrible. I hate this. Because we thought we had the worst episode ever. Oh, my God. It started working. No, it didn't. Really? Yes, it No, it stopped again. It stopped again. <laughs> what is wrong? Why is it broken? Amazing. I mean, the world is broken. That's part of it. It's working again. This is, this is madness. It's working? It's working right now. You can hear me? My phone. But now I can. This is, this is going to be all sorts of confusing. You know, you might as well just stop, call your show Dunson, the technical difficulties show. Well, yeah. I definitely already gave it a title. I haven't necessarily written it down, but I know the title of this episode. Uh, yeah, so I, in, I can hear you right now, but like a second ago, I couldn't. Oh, good. Yeah. In the event that this is archived, it will totally be called Technical Difficulties. Let's see how long that I can keep talking to you this time. What? Let's see how long it lasts this time. Yeah. How do you know it's not your phone? Because I just talked to you on the regular phone, like, 20 seconds ago, and there was no problem. Oh, weird. It all just changed. Like, I can hear you better now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is your some, a loose wire somewhere in the radio station. Maybe, but I'm not allowed to touch anything. I know. And I, I have know. so many things going on that I can't possibly, like, I wouldn't even know how to, like, message the proper channels right now. You know, I don't even know, like, why there is a... 10 second radio delay that's crazy we don't know how to bleep things it's not like we need a 10 second delay um i don't know i know well, that like you need to bleep things i can say fuck 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 shit fuck fuck yeah 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 fuck cock like, cock goblin shit bag thing to say like what i say what i say when most people are praying like before i go to bed i go shit fuck 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 shit fuck fuck and then i go to bed do you do it like in the sign of the cross like shit fuck fuck shit fuck fuck well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta what? And just like that, it stopped working. Is that what just happened? I think that's what just happened. Wow. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, this doesn't happen all the time. I know like every man ever has said this doesn't happen all the time, but this is truly uh, the truth. It really does not happen all the time. Uh, this has not actually happened. This particular glitch in my experience and memory has not happened before, but there's always something. And here we are. So I'm going to continue talking about stuffed animals and my grandpa, or I can ask another question. I will keep uh, talking about that until uh, somebody on the internet or text says to, um, what's the word, to move on to the next question. All right, cool, guys. So, um, yeah, we found these uh, two red. Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Totally. Yeah, so I, like, uh, it hung up on me. Oh, good. 
Yeah, yeah. That That's great. important. Yeah, it's important to know that the equipment you're using does what you want it to do. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure... <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be like buttons that make things like, I don't know, volume buttons. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that it's something like a loose cable or a volume button or whatever, but whatever. I'm just going to sit here and hopefully I won't get hung up on again. Yeah. So how are you, Greg? How is ditching the show and avoiding your responsibilities to me? Um, you know, pretty great. I have never felt better about not having you in my life and <laughs> I can't keep that up uh, no I just am sick all the time and I got tired of the commute and being sick so I tried to not do this for a little bit and then I'm still sick it didn't change anything so what you're saying is if I come in there and expose myself to all your germy germs eliminating your commute we could do a podcast <laughs> I need, yeah, if you came up to me and you, and we edit, the problem is editing, because I, I can't guarantee I'm not going to just like cough or sneeze or like blow my nose at any moment. And it's really, I'm getting tired, you know? Yeah. But today you have the luxury of a mute button. Yeah. Today I have the luxury of a mute button and also the technical difficulties can really hide my other problems. Yeah. I mean, you're not the thing that looks worst right now. Yeah, yeah. I could I could just hang up to to like to to blow my nose and you would think it was the computer. I'm pretty sure that's what you've been doing this whole time, Greg. I haven't ruled uh, out trolling. <laughs> you know, this is it's always good to put the seeds of doubt in your mind. So you think that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I think it's important to always keep doubt in my mind, uh to keep me yeah, in yeah. line. I, I want you I want you to question every aspect of your life at all times. It's important. It's important to keep me on rocky footing so that I don't get too uh, wild. So I re- my friend uh, recently bought me donut donut flavored candy corn. Donut. And I know that you enjoy my adventures into weird food. Are you there? Yeah. When are we doing this? Did you do it already, you hooker? I did do it. I can send you a video of it later. Okay. But- Wait. Did you make the video for me, or did you just make the video? Well, I couldn't do it on my phone because my phone was dead. But I made the video for you. My friend took it on her phone and messaged it to me, so I haven't been able to send it to you yet because I haven't downloaded it. Okay, good. This is important because anytime I'm trying something weird, I call you or I video phone, like I video call you. Yeah, yeah. It's important that we eat and try all the seasonal and weird things so they keep making them. Yeah. We're trying to single-handedly keep people send, like keeping companies sending out the weird stuff because yeah, we're here for if it. If they don't, then where will I think that this is funny? Like, like by the way, you can only buy so many can shop, of potatoes. What? The donut shop candy corn is a far worse than last year's brunch ones. Did you say brunch? Brunch. Brunch? Yeah, last year, I don't know if you remember this, because you pro- you don't remember anything, but last year, I, I tried brunch-flavored candy corn, which included uh, waffles and syrup, eggs and bacon, and, like, something else that was, like, a smoothie, and that one was far weirder than this one. Okay. I do remember that, and I remember I either could or couldn't eat it, or I could eat some of them, not all of them. Do you remember any of it? I, I don't know. 
I don't think I think you could eat them. I think you could. I don't know if you tried them or not. I think you were scared to try the bacon one, even though there was no bacon on the ingredients list. No, that's bullshit. Because oh, natural ingredients, right? That was on a list, like natural flavor. Yeah, natural ingredients, natural flavors, or something like that. Yeah, that's probably. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to try the bacon one because it probably contains meat. You never know. It could be meaty. You never know. I'm so into to being what I am. Natural flavors could be literally God, why anything. Can't you just live a lie for a moment, Catherine. Jesus. <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to be like, hey, girl. You know what would be yeah, sexy hey, on you? Lies. Hey, girl, I, I know that you are, you are an independent woman, but could you just live a lie for like one or two years? You know what? I think you'd be more happy if you lied more. Yeah, lie to yourself and to others at all times, baby. Yeah. The more you lie, <laughs> the more you don't that need to know. That would be a great choice. Yeah. So how awkward was it just reading questions to yourself? You seemed very uncomfortable with it. Oh, I hated it. I know, I know. I could tell. You were, It really sounded like an NPR like or public radio show where they talk about a book. Oh, well, I don't listen to that. Well, like, like, yeah, like, just like, today we're going to talk about The Great Gatsby and all of its meanings. You're like doing that voice. Oh, really? So, yeah, and so in chapter one, the light blinks and the light symbolizes hope and possibility. Let's go through the ways that the light symbolizes hope and possibility. <laughs> It was like that, but you were talking about your grandpa. Oh, well, I feel like that sounded better than, than most of... Uh, for me, I feel like that whole voice was like the wrong gear voice where you can hear too many things. And maybe like playing music. Like Tom once was like, you should always play music under your shows. It makes it better. I think that's probably why he said it. Because then you can't... Like, there's just that nice thing under everything. So yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. hear but your heartbeat. Also, you, you were very good at having lots of pregnant pauses when you're talking to yourself. Oh, really? Which is real great for radio. Yeah. Well, the important part is silence. Yeah, yeah. Have you um have you ever done I don't I don't know if this about your but have you ever done like an improv show like solo before, like a solo improv show? Um like one of me wants to be like, I've never done improv and the other part of me wants to be like, Yeah, I totally did Mike Brown's <laughs> solo improv show. You know those moments in like when you're doing a solo improv show where like you're being quiet? That doesn't work on the radio. <laughs> no. Um solo improv is easier than this because there's an audience like I mean, I know that there's you're an audience on somebody. It's, yeah, it's like performing improv in front of no audience and having no or or in a group of people who doesn't like say you're in an improv group and no one laughs when they're not on stage and you're practicing. It's the worst. Wait, what? An imp- like an improv rehearsal where no one laughs? Yeah. And there's an audience or just rehearsal? It's just rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like that. That happens sometimes where like you're, you're all like really focused. But it, it doesn't – what you're doing is never good because there's no like playing off a of laughter or there's no like – Sense of play. There's no sense of like emotion. Like even if you're doing like an emotional scene that's not funny, you can feel the tension in like the people that are watching it. And if your partners are not doing that and you have no audience, then it's just awkward and weird. That's what your show is like. Thank you. Yeah, it's a compliment. I'm, I'm full of compliments. 
<laughs> I like that you're just like repackaging it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So speaking of repackaging, uh, one of the requests from the internet is that we talk about, and I waited for you for this, Fright Fest doubled the zombie hordes. Wait, at Fright Fest in Six Flags? Yeah. I mean, the Six Flags in New Jersey already had quite a few zombies, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, they also pointed out that they double the hordes every year. They double the hordes every year? I don't know. But they always say, now with more zombies. I mean, maybe they have some people that are in Fright Fest that are like the Chainsaw Man, and this year they're like, Chainsaw Man, this year you're a zombie, so we can say we have more zombies. Wow. I think Chainsaw Man is like the scariest guy. (laughs) Yeah, Chainsaw Man is the scariest guy. They basically give him a chainsaw without a chain on it, and it sounds like a real chainsaw because the motor's the same, and then he like revs it and runs at you, and people scream every time. Yeah. And you know he's there. You just don't know. Like, you don't always know that you're ending, like, you're at the end of the thing, because he's always the last thing. He chases you out the door. But you know he's going to be there, and he's still terrifying every fucking time. I don't find him scary at all, because there's no blade on the chainsaw. I hate it. I hate loud noises. I don't like my bell to ring. (laughs) Like, like, to me, it's like, oh, hey, guy holding a motor. (laughs) Ah... That's you a know, dangerous I'm, thing, men and motors. <laughs> I, you know, I just am not scared of haunted houses. Uh, I actually think they're funny. So I'm either the best or the worst person to go to one of those with. Because I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to get upset. But I might laugh. So, Because um, they're funny. The whole thing is funny. Like, there's people in a costume jump. Well, I might, I might jump if someone grabs me because I'm a jumpy person sometimes. But Is it because you don't like being touched? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. No, I mean, physical physical affection and touch are not my favorite thing, if you didn't know me. <laughs> I don't like being touched by people or things or objects. Especially people I don't know. Oh, man. That's the, that's the way to make me really unhappy is, like, have a stranger, like, hug me or put their arm around me. Oh, I hate that. Greg the gigolo. Wait, what? I just thought it would be hilarious. You as a gigolo. Me as a gigolo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because strangers have to touch me. I'd be like the, the, the dry heave gigolo. The what? The dry heave gigolo. What is the dry heave gigolo? Is this a sketch? No, no, this is the character that I've just made up right now. I would be the dry heave gigolo. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does sound like your work. Shut up. Fuck you. So, remember when I told you earlier that something exciting has happened? Uh, yes, but I always assume that you say that. You're going to say afterwards what it was? Yeah. Well, I I, I didn't want to let you know until now. Are okay, you ready? I have to, It's a verbatim read. But let's do this. After more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls, and... Cools. Did you hear that? Cools. Cools? Yeah, did you hear it? I dropped. Conference cools. Anyway, we'll do it in playback. You'll hear it in playback. An early Saturday morning meetings, the ME team or ME team is happy to pr- and proud to present to you the ME bottle. This double insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in 60 second cycle using... UVC LED technology and is no. 99.9% effective against E. coli. What do you mean, what? no? 
Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Why'd you, is it, why'd you read that? Okay. Because apparently they are now uh, affiliated or sponsoring Radio Free Brooklyn or something. Yeah. When you, uh, I know this because uh, when you turn on the playback, which I had to do in order to hear what you were saying earlier, there's a big commercial before I can hear you. Amazing. Is it this, basically? A single charge... Basically, they're basically make you listen to that commercial before you listen to to any radio, and they make us say it on the air, which is fun. Interesting. But yeah, it's... just a bottle work. I mean, it's just... So how do they pronounce it? Oh, I don't know. I I heard it like four times, but I still don't remember how it's pronounced. It's something bottle. Yeah, well, I'll have to listen. But yeah, it's a, a single charge via micro USB lasts up to 60... Nope. Up to 30 days. 30 days. What? This is amazing. And the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. Okay. Remember earlier when the question was, what would you want to bring on the island with you? Is it a me bottle? It is a me bottle. It is now. Do you think that the water grows on the desert island? I mean, they were telling me I could drink rainwater, but it feels like, hey, Jimmy, what's up? It feels like a bad idea. Wait, wait. Are you talking to... Who's Jimmy? Jimmy is a person on the internet who is talking to me on a screen. Because it just seems like if I was there, I would think you were schizophrenic. You know, maybe I am. Maybe there is no Tyler Durden. Uh, Well, spoilers. Yeah. You know what? You had your time, people. I've never read that book, and I'm so mad. You know what? The book is different. And if you didn't read it, sit the fuck down and listen to this. It ends very differently. (laughs) This is the thing. I wouldn't get that that was a spoiler if I didn't know. What? If I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't know that that was a spoiler. How is that a spoiler? That Tyler Dirk, what? what? Oh. Yeah. But the book... Oh, not for the book, except for the movie. I thought you said the book. The book does end very differently. Did you read did you read it? I haven't read it. Okay. I have read Choke, but I haven't seen it and I want to see that. Which one? Choke. Oh, I haven't seen the movie for Choke. I've read part of Choke. I actually read the first half and then I do what I always do with books. I leave it on the train and then I don't buy another one. So did I get your copy of um Ready Player One in two thousand sixteen? You do have a copy of Ready Player One. You left it on a train. Oh, oh wait! I thought someone someone has my copy of Ready Player One, but I guess it's not you. I have left lots of things on the train, but yeah. Ready Player One I gave to somebody, so maybe not. I love that book. I was on the L train and I sat down next to it because I saw it just alone, and there was a girl sitting on a seat across from it. And she kind of seemed interested. And every time I would look at it or take a picture, she would kind of lean forward and seemed very into what was going on with this book. And I sent a picture to my friend because I thought we had just talked about it. And he said it was amazing. And I'm like, okay, I get on where I get on at the L. And then I keep going. And at a certain point, I'm like, nobody has claimed this book. This is nobody's book. At this point, we're at 8th Avenue. It's like, Nobody wants this book. So I grab it and and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this book. And then the girl like kind of jumps up, like not like 
angry, but like happy that somebody had t- not like jumps up to get it, but like kind of like, yeah, someone took it. But I don't know if this is what happened. But I think I think I was reading her right. And she wasn't just like, I don't know. Anyway, I open. She was like, no, that book. No, lonely book. I don't want that book, but lonely book. Oh, she was like, I'm going to take that book out for a drink later. It's been eyeing me. I'm already committed to this book, but but there's a lonely book. And I I feel bad just letting it be single. Aw. Yeah, but on the inside, it said enjoy with a little smiley face. Yeah. I mean, the book did? Yeah. It was written in like bubbly little letters. Uh, Maybe she left the book. That's what I think. for someone to pick it up. I mean, the book is, that book is, uh, I like that book a lot. I think it's a popcorn read. Like, it's really easy, digestible. But, man, it did not make a good movie. I really want to see the movie, but not because I think I'm going to like it, but because I read the book and I was instantly like, I want to make this a movie. And then you find out Spielberg's doing it. And it's like, of course. <laughs> The problem with it is that it probably would be a good movie if they actually could do the contents of the book, but they can't because, like, they can't get all... There's so much rights. So, like, basically, they they changed everything to meet the rights that they could that they already owned, so they wouldn't have to buy a bunch of rights for a bunch of properties they didn't own. Um, I don't know how and, I feel about that. And so one thing that they did, also because they had to fill in, like, the things that aren't described, like the tons and tons and tons of things that aren't described. Like there's a ro- thousands of other players that look like avatars of different things. They have to fill that all in. So it's not like a love letter to the late eighties, early nineties anymore. It is love little love letter to pop. It's a nerd culture. Now they just add all sorts of stuff. That's not from that time period. Boo. Not that I'm nostalgic, but Boo. No, it's worse. Like, even if you weren't born in, like, weren't alive and remember the 80s, which you were. Which you, I wasn't. Which you, uh, uh, I beg to differ. And uh, the internet where I can find your name and your Do you remember when we were friends, Greg? No, I don't. I'm going to keep saying this until you get madder and madder and madder. Do you just want me to hang up on you? <laughs> yeah, then you'll be by yourself again, talking about your grandpa. Wow. <laughs> My God, that sounded ominous. <laughs> and it I mean, sounds like a, the new advantage of doing this over the phone you can just hang up on me yeah I know I know what you're working towards Whenever, every time you've told me I talk too much you could just be like fuck you Greg yeah I could just lower your volume mute you yeah. well you could have muted me before yeah I know I think I did didn't you say if you, no, if you, you ever mute, mute me I'll uh, walk right out what? Didn't you say if you mute me, I'll walk out? I mean, I'm sure I have said that. Yeah. You, and you didn't use to mute me. You've lowered my volume. Oh, okay. You would, you would mute uh, other people that shall remain nameless that used to be on the show a lot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the that, New that Orleans makes- Musicians Clinic provides medical care to musicians and performing artists in the city of New Orleans. They offer occupational and comprehensive health services for musicians, performers, cultural workers, and tradition bearers of New Orleans. They provide these services regardless of insurance status or ability to pay. 
Please find out more information and how you can support the roots of all music at neworleansmusiciansclinic.org. Excite. Okay, so later today I have to capture a cat. What? So my friend has a cat, and she needs to get it in its crate. That cat doesn't like to be touched by anyone that's not sitting and doesn't like being picked up and will attack. So I'm going over there to throw a blanket over the cat so it's confused enough so I can put it in the crate. That sounds like a bad idea. Or is that I've how you catch a cat? cat before. If you throw a blanket over a cat, what they do is they walk backwards to try to get out of whatever is trapping them so they can't see. And they are they generally like freeze up a bit. It makes it easier to move them. Oh. So in other words, later today I'm getting I, my plan is my goal for the day is to get bit by a cat. Yeah. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. And like maybe Claude. <laughs> because throwing a blanket over a cat just does not seem like especially a cat that doesn't like shit. Well, I've done it to this cat before and it did work. Without biting you? Well, uh, my friend, my uh, a mutual friend who was trying to trying to get the cat in the crate that time. Uh, did the cat bit, in the crate. Sorry, did get bit, but it's before we threw the blanket over the cat. Uh huh. So you were there round one, first draft. Let's just do the cat without the blanket. Then you added the blanket because the other guy got bit or the other person got bit. Scratched up and bit. Yeah, like full on. I'm going to murder you. Okay. So, like, not cry for help, but, like, for real suicide, long way. Yeah. Damn. That cat, this cat, well, the cat used to be feral, and it's definitely not feral anymore, but, like, it's a house cat now, but it does, it, it remembers its thug back, um, like, backstory. It remembers what? It's thug backstory, and it will cut a bitch. I can't hear what you're saying. It remembers its backstory, and I said it was saying thug backstory, and it, it and it will cut a bitch. Oh, I see. So it was definitely feral, or was it abandoned? It was feral cat. Um, it, the story of the cat is that it used to. It um, one time it snowed a lot, and the cat got on a and the cat got on a fire escape. Lived outside, and then the snow melted. And then it was stuck on the fire escape. <laughs> then my friend started feeding this cat on the fire escape that lived on the fire escape. And eventually it got cold again and the cat decided it wanted to be inside. And then it became an inside cat. Oh, and wow. It was scared of all people, including him, for a very long time. And uh, would attack just people that got anywhere near it. And now it's like, now it's with another one of my friends. Does, does it, it will, and it like loves one person at a time. Like it, like it will like lick them and like play with them, but only on its terms. If you try to stand and try to pet it from there, it'll run away. Oh my God. Because well, it thinks you're going to pick it up. Oh. And it's like, no, ain't no human going to pick me up. Does the house smell like pee? Uh, it, not anymore. 
when the cat first was, this is like, this cat's been alive for a while. This cat's been a house cat for a while. It's been like maybe six years, I'm guessing. Uh, but at first, yeah, it would just pee on everything. But now it's pretty house trained. Okay. But if you leave it alone for two, if, if my friend doesn't go home for like two days, like she, she, she goes out and then wakes up not at home, the cat will get annoyed with her and vomit on her bed for revenge. Wow. It's like, you left me alone for too long and I'm mad at you. So I vomited on your, on your bed. Oh, wow. I wonder if my cat does that and I don't know about it because my dog just ate it up. <laughs> That's what would happen. <laughs> like, my cat just so mad because all of her messages are getting removed. First of all, there's, there ain't no way you're, you have left the house for more than 24 hours in the last long time. Wow. In fact, I'm kind of impressed that this whole time that I've been not on this show, you've been getting out of bed to go to the show. Well, I've had a lot of help. <laughs> what? I've had help. I've had help. You've had people pushing you. Yeah. Without that, I don't know how I would have uh, done it. Yeah, cause, because I used to be the person that was pushing you. Yeah. Yeah, like, if I wasn't here at 2.30, I was late. Yeah. So exactly. I try to stick to that. Yeah, that's, if you're not here at 2.30, you're late. Yeah. That is... Comedians don't understand call times. No, they do. No, they don't. They show late to all call times. Maybe. Like, if you were to go to an actress that was, like, a professional... And give them a call time. They're like 15 minutes before the call. Not all. Give it to a comedian. They're there 20 minutes after the call. It really is so like individual. I don't think it is actor, actor versus like comic. And it also depends on level of fame or success. I mean, that's fair. But I think that that's fair. But I think in general, though, even still, it's individual. Comedians are late for everything. Like, like maybe not unsuccessful comedians are late for everything. Uh, that's probably a fact. Like, (laughs) unsuccessful people are late for things. Yeah, yeah. But that's why. I mean, it's probably a good 30, 40% of it is that they, uh, also, when you go, when comedians show up to a call on time, and the show doesn't start for 30 minutes, they're like, why did you call me so early? And I'm like, it's 30 minutes. (laughs) Like, what if you got stuck on the train? What are you talking about? Wait, what? Like, comedians get confused as to why they're called 30 minutes before a show starts. They're like, shouldn't I be here right when the show starts? No. No, you shouldn't. Oh, okay. So here's maybe a difference. Because comics or comedians, whatever, they have, like, spots. What I've heard is that they have to be at a place. They they don't have 30 minutes to waste is, like, the, the short version of it. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not it's not a stand up show. I don't know; it's complicated. I mean, no, if I know. You don't have thirty minutes, an hour and thirty minutes to do a one hour show, then you uh, should just not do the one hour show. That's my opinion. Oh yeah, no, I I think it's hard to get a comic to do a one and a half hour show for whatever small amount of time they're going to get. Yeah, it, it's Maybe just. That's true. 
because they have to run from gig to gig and then they're only doing whatever many minutes and they kind of, they're good with their, yeah, one hour is really long. One and a half is super long, especially think about how many gigs you could break that up depending on the. How many gigs are in the middle of the day on a Saturday? Oh, what are we talking about? I thought we were just talking about like comics in general or was this. I mean in general, but our show is that way too. We like, we give them like 30, they got to get their 30 minutes before it starts. And when they do, they're confused that like, it has, they're not on the air right away. Oh, well, yeah, because they don't want to hang out. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They don't, it's because they're like, they just want it, They just want the fame. They don't want any of the camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> the fame of our eight listeners and counting. Yeah, my friend McWillie here is saying that I am lost. I can't hang out for hours and hours, a long time. <laughs> hours and hours an hour and a half is not that long yeah no an hour and a half is kind of long it can be um like all right then don't do it like whatever yeah like if i was to do i i used to do uh i used to direct an improv festival and we had like a whole shit ton of performers perform like from UCB, and this is in Atlanta, we'd get UCB, we would get Improv Olympic, we'd get a bunch of people from all over the country to perform. And we and their call time was 30 minutes, and none of them complained. Stand-up complaint, comics always complain. Wait, did you say stand-ups complain, but comics, what? But improvisers don't complain that much uh, about call times. It's stand-ups that complain. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think that it's just a different relationship to time. I think people have very, like, I don't know. If you know film people or whatever, their relationship to time is almost broken down to the minute or second. Whereas other people need a buffer to feel safe. Uh, yeah, and I just think it's people who are notoriously late for things, expect things to start as soon as they get there because they already have. They already have what? Like they're they're in a situation where they, like most of their stuff's got a ten minute call and then they show up twenty minutes late and things have already started. I'm not sure I follow. Whatever, it doesn't matter. We yeah. can stop talking about this because it's kind of boring. Oh, fun. What have you been up to? Oh, who the fuck knows? Have you just been in your apartment for days and days? What? Have you just been in your apartment for days and days? I actually got back into like doing background stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Where can I see you walking? By, um, where can I see you blurry walking? Is there uh, anything that you can talk about? Well, where you're blurry walking in the background? I can't tell you the details, but I can tell you at some point you can see me on Madam Secretary. Uh, maybe, and by maybe I mean there's not a good chance that you'll see me, but like you might. Well, one time I was in the background of a scene in, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the show. Shit. Anyway, I was in the ba- I was going to joke about being in the background of a scene. I was just actually there in New York, and I wasn't being paid, but I was just in the background, and they blurred me out. So it was just me standing there blurry. Were there signs everywhere that said, like, you are being, and you consent to being filmed if you walk in this area? Okay. We knew that well, there were fair enough. People there um, filming, uh, but we were assigned 
outside. I was doing promotions outside. We were assigned to do promotions like two blocks down. We knew that they were there filming. Uh, and then when I watched the episode that I was in, you could see me, com- but I was wearing a bunch of like merch for the thing, the thing I was doing promotions for. And, uh, you- they blurred the fuck out of me. Oh, because then it would deceive advertising. They like, they were like, I was so in post blurred. Yeah. But I know that it's me. I know my <laughs> tubby tubby shape. Do you know that Dahmer was blurred out of his yearbook? (laughs) That's what? Dahmer was blurred out of his yearbook. He like snuck into all the community things, the group things, whatever, whatever, whatever they're called, the groups. Do you know what I'm talking about? So Jeffrey Dahmer uh, used to go into all the club meetings just to get pictures in all of them? No, he didn't go to the meetings. That's the thing. He wasn't a member of any of the groups. He just went on photo day. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, and he went on photo day and was in a bunch of the pictures, and then like he was xed out with a sharpie because they realized he was doing that. Yeah. So he, so Jeffrey Dahmer is a prankster. I had no idea. Who knew he had a sense of humor? Yeah, I mean, he'd have to, right? Whoa! <laughs> Imagine the talks he had with himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, people were both terrible and horrible people were people at some point before they got became terrible. Um, he was already cutting up animals. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know if he was a people. Probably wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was a charming. So I don't think he's a sociopath, though. Isn't he like more psychopath? I don't know what his deal is. I mean, let's be fair, like being a psychopath. In, no, he's got to be a sociopath because a sociopath doesn't know they're doing it and a psychopath does. Right? Well, he knew he was doing something wrong. That's why he wore a condom and that's why he couldn't get like a legal defense oh, of okay. insanity. But that doesn't mean that he's not a sociopath. Yeah, he could be both. Yeah, he could be both. Um, So where can we find you? Me? Yeah. At the end of the show? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, well, this week you can find me in uh, determining whether or not I should throw out my boxers because they've got a hole in them. They're throw them still out. good boxers, but I'm pretty sure, sure that if I'm not wearing pants, you can see my junk. Throw them so out. I'm going to sit there and uh, contemplate whether or not I should get rid of these boxers. I've seen your balls, Greg. Throw them out. <laughs> You've seen my balls. They hang very low. You have not seen my balls. You have very low hanging balls. I know for a fact that if you had seen my balls, you'd be like, Greg, balls! Yeah, your I balls look like happened. melting ice cream on a summer you day. Have, you have not seen my balls because you would you would talk about it all the time. They look like Salvador Dali painted them. Like a melting Just clock. You know what my balls look like. Just like a melting clock. That's what your balls look like, Greg, but with hair. Yeah, they're just, they're just melting over the, the tree branch that is my dick. Yeah, anyway. the tree branch. Uh... Speaking of tree branches, you can expe- extend an olive branch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't want to picture it. Sorry, McWilly. So, yeah. Uh, did you hear that the NYC Talent Show is now giving out money to absolutely every single act that performs at the Creek in the Cave Sundays at 9? Greg, that was a question. I, I, I couldn't understand you because I was coughing. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you were dying. Um, 
I'm a terrible friend. No. Uh, did you hear that NYC Talent now gives out money to every single performer? I feel gypped. Why? Because I did the show and I didn't get money. Well, come tomorrow. Do the same thing. Do the, do the same thing? You can. Uh, yeah, I played a suicidal clown in that. Yeah, there's no more, um, like, we interact with the internet, but there's no more, like, the tipping thing isn't a thing. Everybody just gets paid. So you can come to the Creek in the Cave every single Sunday, do absolutely anything for five minutes on a stage, and you will get paid for it to do it. And then there's a contest at the Creek in the Cave every single Sunday for NYC Talent Show, thanks to the Global Frequency, and you can check out NYC Talent Show on Instagram. Also, I uh, want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from our listeners like you to help support our mission. We invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can can afford all contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law again that's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate and if you want to sponsor this show specifically you just find dunson and you sponsor our show specifically let them know that is how this show will stay on the radio we have uh, an after school program for teens as well it is a six-week after school program to help with them learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guide guided by professional local professionals if you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax deductible. Um, but the deadline for the fall season is uh, coming up. It is September 30th. So get in there if you want to do it. Also, we have mobile apps. So go to your Android or iPhone store or radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone or radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Android. And we've also got a newsletter letter. If you want to check that out, go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. I think that's everything. Again, check out the me bottle. I'm excited about that. Yeah, because you're a germaphobe. It's great for you. Yeah, no. The moment I read that, I'm like, oh, my God, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> yeah, you should be the me bottle spokesperson. Yeah, and to think that, like, we could maybe bump into each other at, like, a party. I'll be like, hey, how'd you, how'd you come up with... Yeah, the meat people. The meat bottle people. And I'll be like, hey, you're a genius. I want to thank you for existing. Thanks for doing the show, Greg. Yeah, I like doing the show. It's just sick. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> I mean, I'm full of them. Yeah. Can't you just get better already? I mean, I wish that that would work. You need crystal 